Hey, listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters. As always, it's great to have you back. I'm so glad that you listen. Hey, listen, if you can't get enough podcasts, I want to encourage you to dig back into the archives and look for more episodes. We have hundreds of episodes where we've had amazing conversations with all kinds of different thought leaders and influencers and practitioners and kids ministry. And I would encourage you to dig back through there for content that can encourage and inspire you as you lead your team. That's why we are here. Um, you can find the podcast at a new updated webpage. So lifeway.com slash kids is a brand new landing page for Lifeway Kids resources. It lets you find our uh, our uh, curriculum and Bible study resources. It includes some training links that you can click through. And it also makes it really easy to find the podcast. Of course, you can always find us at kidsministry101.com. But now you can find the podcast just as easily at lifeway.com slash kids. So go and check out that brand new updated webpage. It looks beautiful. And there's all kinds of great material that's there for you. So that said, let's talk about today's episode, because you should start with this one before you go back and listen to others. Today, I'm excited to have a, a friend uh, with us on the podcast, listener to the podcast, somebody who's special to me because she's my daughter, Tristan <laughs> Meza. Hey, Tristan, welcome to the episode. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. So Tristan, you, um, you, you got married within the last year. So you're a newlywed. And so for me to even say Tristan Meza is, feels <laughs> a little bit new and fresh and fun. It does. And I still, I'm not sure what to write. Like when I sign my name on something, it's still that, wait, what, what is my last name? It's like when the year switches and you don't know what year it is. So your it's, it's uh, your wedding was we had in our front yard, right? La yes. Last, what was the date? It was May twenty second, twenty twenty one. Yeah. So you're coming up here on an anniversary. Yeah, we're getting close to a year, and it is crazy how it has flown by. But it has been a it's been a wonderful year. Well, we're excited to have Raymond as a son-in-law. We love Raymond. Happy for you and things are going well. Now, you presently uh, serve uh, in kids ministry at the Bridge Church in Spring Hill, I Tennessee, do. in Columbia, Tennessee. Tell us about your job. Yes. So I am the kids director of the Columbia campus at the Bridge Church. So right now the Bridge has two campuses. They have one in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and one in Columbia, Tennessee. And I'm the kids director for that Columbia campus. I've been in that role for just about a year and a half, and it has been absolutely wonderful uh, to love on those volunteers and to serve those kids and families um, and to just grow more in my kids ministry experience. Well, it's been so fun and I'm super proud of you, obviously, right? Because for me to be, you know, to work in kids ministry and encourage so many leaders as I do, and then to have a, an adult daughter who serves in kids ministry as her vocation in her ministry, that I couldn't think of a better legacy. So I'm super proud of you. That's that's awesome. I'm also proud of your brothers and your sister too, for other reasons. <laughs> There's no favorites, just lots of love. No. So, but I am very, very proud of you. And it's been so fun to watch how the Lord has developed you, Tristan, and equipped you to serve where you are now. And so I wanted to connect with you today uh, because a lot of our listeners 
um, have influence right over over other people, over young people. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to give you a chance to tell a bit of your story and to encourage our our listeners who are leaders in regards to how they can invest in and develop young people who may be the future kids ministry leaders of uh, of next week, but also of of the future going forward. Tell us a little bit. Tell tell the listeners a bit about when you first. Uh, felt a calling uh, to kids ministry. How old were you when you felt that at first? Yeah, so I first started serving in kids ministry since I was in the sixth grade. So as soon as I got out of kids ministry myself, I was excited to go back and serve in kids ministry with VBS and with summer camps and with Sunday school. Um, And so for a while, I had some years of just pure awesome volunteer experience um, as a middle schooler and a high schooler. Uh, But later on in the summer of 2016, um, I was uh, at a summer camp and the speaker at the summer camp was sharing about how important um, and how influential uh, student and kids pastors are um, Mm. because they are sharing the gospel with the next generation of believers. And kind of in that experience, sitting there listening to that pastor, uh, my heart for kids ministry was just growing and growing. um, And I felt the Lord give me a direct call to follow him by serving in kids ministry. Um, And since that moment, the doors has just been flung open uh, by God for me to have different opportunities uh, to grow in serving him in kids ministry. So that has been amazing to see. Well, and it's been amazing to watch. And so you're you're a great story and a great testimony uh, for how God can, can use adult leaders to invest in and develop young people who then become adult leaders in the future. It's been mm-hmm. fun to watch that uh, in your life. And how cool is it that, that the Lord let you be in a place where even as a sixth grader, you were given the opportunity to be a helper. What was that first experience like for you? Like in what regards did you, in what ways did you serve when you were young? Yeah, so in in middle school, it was a lot of VBSs. And I remember serving with my mom and we'd co-teach a class together. um, And she would give me opportunities in our Bible study where I got to lead some activities. And even then I was starting to learn how to teach kids about the Bible, um, even when I was young. And later on in high school that uh, started with serving with uh, the Sunday night program at our church. Uh, with a bunch of other high schoolers and uh, subbing for Sunday school classes. But one of the best things about that Sunday night service where those high schoolers got to serve uh, was how those leaders invested in us um, Mm. and made us feel loved and appreciated and valued as leaders, even though we were in high school. All right, well, let's unpack that a little bit. Tell me about, tell us about the value of that investment. Yeah, so the value of investing in young leaders is huge. I mean, even in scripture, it says um, in 1 Timothy 4.12 that don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers. Mm-hmm. So even though you are young, uh, young believers can still make a difference and an impact in the kingdom of God. And God has given great gifts to your young leaders. He has um, given them unique talents and abilities. And when you as a leader um, can point those out in that person's life and you can give them opportunities to learn and grow. Um, That's a great way to serve your ministry because those students can be helpful to your ministry now, but you're also investing in the ministries of the future because you investing in those young leaders, you're giving them opportunities to learn and grow. So that way when they grow up, they may be leading ministry. So you are actually 
giving them an opportunity to impact the kingdom of God. And so that and that impact doesn't doesn't wait until they're adults, right? It starts right away. And so there's there's something for us as leaders to encourage these young people to be involved. I like how you said you one of your first experiences was co-teaching with your mom. And now that may not mm-hmm. be with with a mom, with their own mom for every young person, but there's something mm-hmm. to the idea of matching a young person who uh, who is available uh, with a more experienced teacher. Yes, there is a sixth grader in my ministry right now who is very excited to serve in our kids' ministry, and she is serving with a well-experienced Sunday school teacher um, who knows her stuff. She knows the Bible, um, but she's also giving this young sixth grader opportunities um, to grow, and so she's letting the sixth grader teach the craft every lesson. Um, So the Sunday school teacher will teach the lesson, the Bible story, and then she'll pass it off to the sixth grader, and she'll let her lead the kids in the activity. She's there to help, of course, and she's there to swoop in if needed. um, And she's there to support that sixth grader, but she's also giving her the freedom to learn and grow in a safe environment where she is supported. Yeah. And I think that's a good word, that opportunity to learn and grow, but, uh, but absolutely in that safe environment. So we, we know, right. We don't want to just turn young kids loose to be uh, unsupervised leaders, right? There's There are concerns there that we want to watch for and protect against. Mm-hmm. But the idea that, you know, for, for proper safety protocol, we need to have two leaders with a group of kids, always at least two. And so, but yes. one of those could be a younger leader who, who you could be, you know, providing that balance that you need, but also mm-hmm. developing them. And so for the person who's that main teacher, right, they're facilitating probably the bulk of the teacher teaching content, but to Mm -hmm. even just encourage them and coach them with the idea that, hey, as you're doing this, we'd like you to invest in this young person as a helper. That's a pretty cool Mm -hmm. approach. Yeah, absolutely. And when you give that young leader, that sixth grader, that eighth grader, uh, that high schooler, an opportunity to have something that they can lead, it gives them accountability. It makes them feel valued. Um, If they're just in the room and they feel like they're not really doing anything and they feel like they're not trusted, then they're not really going to love serving in ministry. They're not going to feel like they can grow. And so even giving them little things that they're in charge of gives them a huge sense of responsibility um, and it helps build their character as well. Well, and so you, as you lead your ministry, you you do have some young people who are who are involved in helping right now. Um, you you treat them as though they're an adult leader for the most part, right? You include them in your huddle times and things like that. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So our teenagers are a part of our huddle. Um, They're a part of our training. So we're having a team, a kids team training this weekend and a bunch of our teen volunteers are coming um, so they can learn on how to be better leaders. Mm. I love to take my volunteers out for coffee and sit down and talk with them and invest in them. And I do that with my teen volunteers as well. We may not get coffee, but I'll take them out for ice cream and we'll Mm. sit down and talk um, because I want them to know that they are a valued part of the team, um, even though they're still in school school. Fantastic. Well, so certainly identifying and looking for teen volunteers uh, is a great way to help develop them. And it's a really uh, wonderful way to onboard uh, additional servers and help right helpers into your ministry mm-hmm. where all of our volunteer bases can be a little thin. And so the idea of saying, how could we, you know, uh, utilize young people in, in addition to, to developing them, it also helps us out right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. Teen volunteers can be helpful and useful in your ministry right now. And that's a great opportunity for you to build your volunteer team. So one of the one of the great things about using young volunteers is they <laughs> tend to have a lot of energy, right? If you need yes. somebody to run around and play the games, <laughs> if you need somebody to get up front and lead worship with motions and things, young volunteers are a really good asset that, you know, I, I may... Not that I'm done doing those things. I still do those things from time to time. However, it's also nice to be able to tap into some extra energy when you're like at VBS, when you're doing rec time, it's good to have some young leaders who are ready to go. Yes, as our young leaders lead worship for our elementary crew on Sunday mornings, and they get up there and they jump around with a huge smile on their face, and it gets all those kids excited to worship because those students are excited to worship too. Well, so there's another benefit uh, to this for us that we shouldn't miss, and I think it's that uh, it's that kids really aspire to look up to older kids as people that they want to be like. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's quite a gap between me now that I'm in my in my early 50s and uh, even you, Tristan, in your 20s, uh, you're much closer in age to the kids, much more relatable. But to have someone who is just a few years older than them, uh, kids, especially those fourth and fifth grade uh, boys and girls, uh, look up to those kids who are in sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade high school. Uh, and, and when we can um, include them in the ministry, it can help our younger kids take what we're doing a little bit more seriously sometimes. Mm -hmm. It absolutely can. Uh, Those students, those high schoolers, they are um, role models for those younger kids. And if they see those students uh, sitting and listening to the lesson, they're going to want to listen to the lesson. So it's beneficial for the kids. It's also beneficial for the ministry. Okay, let's talk a bit more about your journey. So uh, you served as a, as a young person in, uh, in our church and with VBS. Um, now, you also, as you were starting to pursue ministry more seriously as something that you might like to do as a career, um, you had an internship. So talk to us a bit about the importance and value of internships and including those within a church's system, because not everyone does yeah. that, right? Yeah, that's true. But um, I was given the opportunity to serve um, as a kids ministry intern at a church for about three years. And that was absolutely transformational. Um, That was huge in my ability to learn and grow in my leadership abilities. Um, That laid the entire foundation for me to become a kids leader in the church um, because I was given an opportunity to learn and see firsthand what it really is about. And so uh, there was a kids team. They took me in as their intern. um, And for three years, they let me uh, walk alongside them and see what they do, the ins and outs. Um, They let me sit in on gospel conversations. They let me sit in on baptism conversations. Mm. Um, They let me lead parts of training. Um, They gave me specific things that I was in charge of. So I felt like I had um, some something that I I had ownership of. So I felt valued and I felt uh, seen and heard. But really, they took the time to invest in me. Um, They cared for me. And all of that really developed me as a leader. You know, there are a lot of people who find their way into kids ministry as adults uh, who, you know, who are maybe have a career or have a life. Uh, and then there's a need at their church and they find themselves uh, being pulled in in a way that they may not have had the kind of exposure that you just talked about. And a lot of us, mm-hmm. you know, find ourselves in in, in the, the behind the scenes of ministry discovering 
all that happens Monday through Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. To prepare for the ministry that happens on Sunday. So that internship opportunity for you really gave you um, a wonderful opportunity to see what what really goes into the rest of the week, right? When you're volunteering, you get mm -hmm. the big moments of what happens in the classroom and what happens in the, you know, that fellowship time, uh, the, the programs time or at the VBS. Uh, but the internship gave you insight into the whole rest of ministry. What would you say were the, the biggest things that you learned through that process that maybe you would not have been aware of otherwise? I didn't realize how much work went into making a Sunday morning happen. Uh, the work that goes on during the week to prep the curriculum and to get the volunteers on the schedule um, and to reset the rooms after a Sunday, all of that administrative, all of mm. that behind the scenes work, I had no idea that that existed. Um, and so if I didn't have the opportunity uh, to grow in that internship and see all those things, I would have had no idea what went into um, kids ministry to make it happen. I would have thought it's a Sunday morning um, when really it's a lot more than that. And so because I had that opportunity um, as an intern um, to see what all of that was, I felt so prepared uh, when I was in a kid's role to be able to make that happen. But really a lot goes on behind the scenes of the organizational, that administrative paperwork, calling parents, mm -hmm. uh, connecting with volunteers, all of that was so important. So as as church leaders, we, we may be already past the point of doing an internship where we get to learn, but um, what would you uh, say to leaders that might encourage them to consider providing internship opportunities? I would say give it a try. Um, try and invite some students who are interested in kids ministry um, to intern with you for a summer. Um, give them an opportunity to spend time there at the church during the week. Um, teach them behind the scenes. Um, give them things that they are in charge of so they feel like a part of the team. Um, I was in charge of resetting the rooms. So every day I was there, I went and reset the rooms and I felt like I was contributing. Um, I felt like I was trusted and and the more I did that, the more that they gave me, um, that they trusted me with. And so the more I got to grow. So I would say, even though it's intimidating, um, it feels like a lot of prep work to give those students, to give those interns things to do, because you feel like you have to be extra prepared in order to have tasks for them. Yes. Just invite them along to learn with you during the week. So bring them along to your meetings if you can. Bring them along to that new volunteer coffee so they can sit and they can learn kind of like an apprenticeship where they just get to walk alongside you and they can watch. I love that word apprenticeship. You know, that idea, we don't, we don't often think that way, at least not in, you know, in a lot of our culture. When I think of that, I think like back to, you know, uh, visiting like colonial Williamsburg and seeing like yeah. the apprentice blacksmith, you know, who works alongside the blacksmith and follows him around and just kind of absorbs all the skills. What a great thing mm -hmm. that we could do with ministry to pass on what we do to the next, next generation really of leaders. Mm -hmm. So the added benefit there is, uh, is one of multiplying ourselves and, you know, is as you look at kids ministry, obviously on the surface, it's very much about serving kids and families and connecting them to the Lord, but it's also about raising up and training up other leaders. So interns and young people are certainly a part of that, but really uh, th us thinking of, uh, of ourselves as leaders of leaders changes the way mm -hmm. that we minister, doesn't it? 
Right. We're disciples who make disciples. It doesn't stop with us. Um, and so in order to carry on the goodness of the gospel, you have to invest in other leaders because ministry is not a job for one person. Um, mm -hmm. No matter how big or small your kids ministry is, it's not something you can do alone. You need your volunteers. Um, you need those students who are enthusiastic. Um, you need those interns who you can train um to learn, like, it's so important. You can't do it by yourself. And so take what you know, um, pass it along to those younger leaders um, and build up the kingdom. Awesome. And one of the best places to start with that, right? Because you, now we need helpers all the time every week, but it may be a little much to ask a young person to just jump in every single Sunday. Not everyone's ready for that. But some of our <laughs> big annual events like VBS can be a really great place to, to on-ramp some of those young people. Yes, absolutely. I started serving at VBS and that's what got me excited about serving in kids ministry. Um, so give you the students opportunities at camp or at VBS or at your, your summer connection fun days, whatever you're doing this summer, um, consider bringing along some students to learn with you. Awesome. Tristan Meza, thank you so much for your time. It's fun to talk with you on the podcast, not just at dinner, yes. but hopefully you guys can come over this weekend and we can like hang out as a family. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Tristan, thank you. Uh, thank you for for answering the call to the Lord when you of the Lord when you were young. It's been so great to watch you grow and serve. Uh, I'd like to have you back again soon to talk about some of those gospel conversations and how how you go about sharing the gospel with kids in today's culture. So we'll have you back again soon. But thank you for sharing your story and some of your insights with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, listeners, we did talk about, and Tristan pointed out, how important VBS can be and what a great opportunity it can be for you to onboard and try out brand new young volunteers and helpers. Listen, it's time. It's Spring is about to spring around us, and it is time to turn our thoughts towards VBS. If you haven't already, I know you will soon. It's time to start recruiting volunteers. It's also time to start looking deeply into the resources that you will use. And so I want to encourage you to go and check out this year's Lifeway VBS Spark Studios at lifeway.com slash VBS. Lifeway.com slash VBS. There you will find promotional videos, all kinds of information about the daily Bible teaching. You'll find downloadable graphics and you can join our free directors club where you can get some exclusive downloads that only you as a director can get. So make sure you check out Spark Studios at lifeway.com slash VBS. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.